obviously, you know, I've been up since whenever, but that feels like the official start of the morning. It's the second phase of the day for me. Right. So that, that to me is I had this conversation with the people at Sestel this weekend. I was like, when you have a morning routine and say like you own the hours of 4.30 to 8 every day and it's the same consistent routine of 4.30 to 8, that marker of 8 o'clock, that noise is like, great. That's that routine is done and everything that I normally do within those, you know, three and a half or two and a half hours, three and a half hours, however much time you get. Now it's like, boom, I'm moving into the next phase of the day, which may have more variability to it, may have more differences to it, but you know that you crushed or you owned that three and a half hours. To me, it's the best. So, you know, speaking of routine, <laughs> back to uh, officially working out, I have, uh, I've hired um, Kashawn Frazier's company, Fitness at Your Door. I'm in a new location, going to see my man Pete was just not a reality. So I let my routine lapse. You know, I believe in coaching. I believe in accountability. I believe in education. So I got a great trainer now. Got a guy helping me box I'm two days into the new routine. But these are the fundamental things that create success. Like I had a great day yesterday. Started with being back in the gym. Mind, right. body, you know, food, intake, you know, good sleep. You know, all of those things that you take for granted, like you said, you were traveling. I was traveling last week. When you travel, you generally eat like shit. So, you know, yeah, I mean, you can. This for me, it's really funny. When I travel, I think of Chick-fil-A. I don't know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, and like for me, it was, you know, I, I posted the picture of the ribs that I ate on Saturday. But like there was no way I was going to Charlotte, North Carolina and not getting true smokehouse barbecue like. I don't care. You know, now I didn't need to have like the flight of beers that came along with that. I could have disciplined myself there. But, you know, to me, that's part of enjoying where you're going and what you're doing. So it is. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, we're going to I'm preparing for Kansas City. We'll be in Kansas City. Uh, look at the right. <laughs> there. And so I'm still recovering from Charlotte. He had a game on Sunday. He was there the whole weekend. So. So, uh, yeah, you know, Kevin shouts out Kushan. Kushan's a great guy, guy that I'm helping him with his business. We had a great dialogue. I want to support people like that. I want to support people trying to make a change, trying to commit. But Shay and I are going to Kansas City. Um, I leave this week. I go to Cincy Thursday and Friday, then uh, Monday and Tuesday in KC. And Monday, we are specifically meeting a group of people at what they consider their top place for um, for barbecue, Which, we'll be yeah, we'll be we'll be the judge of that. Barbecue is a category on its own. Great, yeah, just uh, great stuff. Great show ahead. It's all going to be about words, conversation, thought leadership. So let's wake this bad boy up and let's get going.
so you got people who know what they're talking about, obviously. Ryan Coleman and Jonathan Aaron being like, are you going to Joe's? Are you going to Jack Stack? Like, obviously, there's some places. Hey, where are we going? Shea, <laughs> Shea. Shea, if it's not one of those two, you better make a correction. So. so, so the client has proposed Q39. Uh, Q39, where where to go? Q39 Midtown. Q39 Midtown. So love to hear the uh, reviews of that place from the Kansas City crew. <laughs> Just uh, totally. Uh, oh, I'm going to try it out. You know, it's going to be good. I love it. Either way. So um, I wanted to focus on words, things that you say either to yourself or you say it. Um, yeah, LinkedIn is screwing up. So. Uh, Roe, somebody, um, James Thrush. That's James Thrush, yeah. I think he said, we're not live on LinkedIn. It's playing on my mobile, but it's not playing on the other. That is why everybody should go to the Noodleberg Daily Huddle channel. Not the Steve Noodleberg channel, but we want to move everybody to the huddle community of the Noodleberg Daily Huddle channel on YouTube. Hit the subscribe, hit the like, add a comment, push the engagement. Let's get everybody there. Yeah, man. Um, if you're not there, you're square. You're nowhere. <laughs> uh, uh, Ryan Coleman is saying Q39 is you can't go wrong. There you go. Uh, we're we're excited. So so let's um, talk about words. Yeah. So this happens often um, that people say stuff they don't realize what they're saying. You talk about morning routines, rituals, habits. They get in the habit of saying something. I in my 30 minute coaching sessions. I'm always calling time out and going coaching moment. If you rephrase that, you send something different to the universe. You're, you're talking yourself into bad behavior, bad habits. So this one's a doozy because I hear it all the time. And it's not necessarily complaining, although a lot of times it is. People will go, oh, I got to go do this thing. You know, so when, when I say that to you, Mark, where does that move your needle? What, you know, yeah, I got to do I, I think about people showing up to work and they're like, oh, I got, I got, you know, I got to get up and be in the office by eight today. Or they say, oh, I got that thing this afternoon that ah, I don't really, you know, and I look, I think back to, 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 you know, when we were in football and like guys getting up, oh, we, we got to do third down today. You know, we, we got to watch third down. We got to break that down. Or even the guys on the team being like, oh, we got the weight room today. We got a lift today, or we got a condition today. It's that, oh, I, I got to do that. So the idea that people do that, you set yourself up for a bad experience. You've immediately defined the perspective for yourself. So um, the you, you can be delighted that you have the chance to do something. I love the fact that I get to do what I do. I don't have to. I get to do it. I get to work with you. Oh, I love this. This is great. Shay, nice. I never saw the graphic on this. Um, how you view things. I get to work with you and I get to work with Jake. Uh, right. It's like I have to do that. You know, I mean, it's yeah. like I didn't get sentenced to this thing. So, I, you know, I think. When I, you I mean, I think the consistency of the huddle, too. Like there are people who go, oh, man, you have to do that every day. And what do you mean? I'm like, no, I get to show up. I get to live stream. I get to be around a group of people that are like-minded. I get to share my perspective 
with everybody. And I get to start my day that way every day. It's not a commitment and a, I have to start the huddle on Monday through Friday. It's I get to. Yeah. So the work stays the same. You know, that's the interesting part. It's just how you view it. You know, I get to do this. So like this morning, because of travel, I am back to back to back to back. I mean, the entire morning. Now, I normally people know my time management stuff. I have breaks throughout the day that are for me. Today, I don't have the luxury of those breaks, but I still get to coach some amazing people today. And so like you were talking about what you were reading in Nick Saban's book about negative recruiting and how other organizations would negatively recruit against other teams and bring up other teams and talk bad about them. I think when I always spoke about our team in recruiting, I always talked about it was a privilege to be for to play for our team. It was a privilege to have a roster spot on our team. It wasn't a right. And so I think as you go down that, you know, I have to, or I get to, is what you're doing a privilege? Or do you look at the opportunities that you have every single day as a privilege? Or do you look at them as an obligation? Do you look at them as a privilege? Or do you look at them as a right and something that you're entitled to? So it changes your perspective. I think a lot of people get up in the morning and go to a place that they hate. Right. But they don't, you know, they do something that they're not passionate about. They have no purpose. You can change that. We, you know, we all have the power to either change the physicality of what we do. We change, like, I did something the other day and somebody said, man, I really love the pictures on your wall. And I said, I surround myself. I get to surround myself with things that make me feel good wherever I am. You know, it mm -hmm. doesn't matter if I'm in an office or whatever, you know, so all of us have that that mindset. So key, because we talk so negatively to ourselves, it's key to have a dialogue. And I think it's practice. The only way to do it is to catch yourself. Oh, oh, there I go. You know, I get, right. you know, I loved taking you guys to practice. Yeah. There's a lot of other parents who were saying, Oh, I got to take my kid to practice. I go, guess what? When you can't take your kid to practice, sure. you realize how much you miss it. You know, I yep. it. Was, it was a cool thing. So, you know, we're on that. So, so I, so I want to reframe that too to like the place that we've moved to, like the pandemic when people were at home and they were like, oh, I have to work at home with my kids now. Like, I get that it's challenging. I get that it requires real discipline and time management and separation and creating boundaries but what an unbelievable opportunity to get to work around your kids as opposed to being apart from them all day. What are the benefits that come along with that? And how do you take advantage of that? To me, people, whenever somebody is saying, I have to, it's because it's challenging. It's because uh, it's forcing them to think differently. It's forcing them to have to come at it from a different perspective. And as soon as something challenges you, then it becomes more difficult. Uh, so, you know, and I, I think the number one activity for people who are in business is prospecting or developing, creating opportunities. When someone says, oh, shit, I have to prospect. Why are you even in the game? What, right. what, you know, like, what are you talking? Like, I'm charged up about the opportunity to meet new people every day. I can't wait to wake up to know who LinkedIn's going to deliver to me. But perspective, perspective is also like, what are you asking yourself to do? Like reading the article that you were quoted in that you were interviewed for yesterday, you talked about like one of the biggest 
changes that you'd love to see is for people to stop cold outreach, stop cold pitching people, right? And so understanding that if you don't like prospecting, it's probably because what you're asking yourself to do sucks. I send out lots of quality outreach outbound messages every day. Not a lot of them get responded to. There's a lot that just never go responded to. There's some that get negative responses or say, hey, why are you? Con-? But dealing with that negativity doesn't really hinder me because I know the quality of the work and the way I'm reaching out to people makes me feel good. So it goes back to I get to prospect today. I get to try to find a way to connect with somebody. Just, I can't help myself. It just reminded me of a story. And I hope uh, Kevin Jean doesn't mind me sharing this. Yeah. But we're working on some cool strategies and stuff like that. He wound up meeting somebody in person. The guy gave him the card and said, hey, call me. So he called a couple of times. No response. He had his assistant try and reach out. Tried a couple of different angles. And then he sees the guy in person. And the guy goes, don't call me. Why did you give me your card? And right. Why did you tell me to call you in the first place? So uh, just sorry about that but to share that. But it's anyway, story, so I'm going to switch to another word. If you'd substitute the word, not how am I going to do something. So change not how to who. Uh, here's the challenge. The next time you have something on your plate, think of who you can call to help you move through instead of how to get it done. Yeah. So here's, who can you pick up the phone and ask for help? If right. you don't have that on speed dial, right, you're missing the boat. We are saying, how am I going to get through this? Saying, who's going to help me get through this? That sentence alone right. could be the most defining thing ever because yeah. – Let's face it. I mean, nobody goes it alone. Everybody well, has to try anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing. I look, I think about the TV show, you know, with the lifeline. You yep. get three lifelines, man. Who's your lifeline? If you yep. don't know who to call, that's a lonely place to be. You don't have to be that. And I tell people in between our calls and the stuff that we do, I say, reach out to me. Yep. You know, if you need somebody to light your fire one day, it's okay. I do. Look at LG. Phone a friend, man. Yep. I want to phone a friend, you know. Um, who has access to the tools and the processes you might be lacking? Look around. Who's doing it the way you want to do it or not doing it that way and take a lead from that? Who can lift you up when you're discouraged? So, I play, so I tell this to people, you wear lots of different hats in your life. You know, I'm a dad, I'm a son, I'm a brother, uh, you know, I'm a friend, all of those in addition to the things I do for business. But listen, there's a time for me to put on my dad hat and say, Mark, are you okay? How, how did you handle that? And, and listen, reverse that as well. There's a time when you reach out to me and you go, you know, is everything going right? You know, I mean, yeah. so all of these kind of things. And then I think the most important one, which has driven my career is who can I provide insight to? Who can I reach out to and say, hey, I see you doing this shit and you probably shouldn't be doing that. If you're open to conversation, I'll give you a couple of tips. I've made more friends by just saying, hey, I see what you're doing. I got a tip if you're willing to hear it. 
and, and vice versa, right? Like who's that person that you know you'll call on that will give you the blind spot, right? There's, I used to, you know, I, I the difference to me between friends and best friends are best friends will tell you what you need right. to hear, not what you want to hear. So who is that person that you can call to or ask on, ask the question to that says, hey, what am I missing here? Everybody's blowing smoke up my ass. Everybody's making me feel really good. What am I missing? There's got to be something here. There's got to be somewhere where I got a little bit that I can get better. And you know that it's not about hurting people's feelings. It's not about, you know, being negative. What it is, is about finding that 1% that's able to get you a little bit better. I'll give you a prime example. Prime example. I created a post a few weeks back, right? Tony Levine reaches out to me and says, hey, Mark. Love your posts. See them every single day. Looking forward to our conversation next week. Wanted to let you know that in this sentence, you've got an error there. You put out great content every day. I know you have a high standard. I wanted to make sure that you saw it. That's it. Thanks, Tony. Thanks for ensuring that I'm being my best self and I'm putting the best foot out there all the time. It, it takes two seconds for him to do that. And he prefaced it. He was like, look, I'm not trying to be nitpicky. I just want you to know in case you didn't see it. Maybe you did and you don't care, but I think you do. So just that little bit, having those people around you to push you. I mean, if you think about it, that's the reason why we created the huddle. Back when everybody was isolated, I said we were physically distanced, not socially. We could be social, in some cases more social. So the fact that you're in Charlotte and you woke up, you know, and have a conversation with Jonathan. I mean, that's the point of all this. In another universe, you never meet, you never know each other, but there's camaraderie and there's, you know, all I talked about it today in my post. Yesterday, I went to a lunch that the only person at the table where the the relationship hadn't started virtually was Jake. Everybody (laughs) else at the table, somebody from Pittsburgh, somebody from New York, and I brought that group of people together by individually meeting them virtually then knowing them, then connecting them so that when we were all in Florida together, boom, a lunch happens. Love it. So I have a great song for today and then we'll come back and continue this wordsmithing on this terrific Tuesday. I can't go for that.
what a collab. So, so Lo Green, baby. Song, it's, it's really his song. I know. Is it like, <laughs> a great rendition, huh? Yeah, fantastic. I was around trying to find music, and you know, it stays in my head. Music like that, like I can't go for this shit. I can't go for talking negative. I can't, you know, go for beating myself up. And so quickly, and I know we're going to need overtime, but I'm going to do this. I pulled the five deadly toxins for us to look at, and um, those five deadly that we're in control of. Right. Like not like the five deadly toxins that are like hidden in your food that you don't know about, but like the five deadly toxins that we can make a choice about every single day that referencing yesterday's huddle empty your pitcher that don't fill your pitcher. Wow. I'm really, really glad you made that connection because that's exactly what they are. The five are complaining, criticizing, being negative, making excuses and gossiping. I mean, if you write those five things down and remove them from your life, the first one is almost impossible for people. They can't help themselves from complaining. I myself, who would, most people would say I'm a positive person, you know, you, st- you, you run into traffic and you're ah, look at this fucking shit. <laughs> so I, it's I, a real-time example. I get into the Uber, right, on Friday to go to the airport, to go to Charlotte. I get in, you know, hey, how you doing? Good. I'm great. Thanks. You know, I said, uh, what's going on? And he goes, oh, it's all bad. And I was like, oh, no. Like, oh, no. Like, why didn't I ask him to tell me something good? What was I thinking? And this guy proceeded to complain. It was a 25-minute Uber ride to the airport. He complained the entire time there. And so, you know, this is a stranger. So I didn't – I chose not to get into a coaching conversation with him. But I did do my best to not partake and feed the conversation because I'd rather sit there in silence than listen to somebody complain and speak negatively about everything that's happening in the world. What's interesting is that is the exact reason why they created ear pods. Right. <laughs> I should, oh, yeah, I got a call coming in. Right? You, can <laughs> remove, you can remove energy vampires from your life. But to start with, that's why I started asking people to tell me something good. Most people, when you think about it, they are in a negative mindset. They are criticizing. They are complaining. They are talking shit about other people. People who talk about other people are losers while the other people are winning. <laughs> so uh, what's interesting about this, too, is this is a mental conditioning tactic that we used in training athletes because to, to say that you can't, you're not going to have negative thoughts is impossible. Oh. The brain, the brain automatically does that. It automatically creates those thoughts. The control you have is to verbalize them. If you choose not to verbalize them, you control the opportunity for them not to go from your head out of your mouth. You significantly decrease the likelihood of those negative outcomes or those negative feelings or those negative opportunities to continue to fester. So the first obligation to me is is of my own to not allow them to go from the brain to my mouth. The second obligation is to not allow others to feed them to you. Imagine that, man. Self-responsibility, self-awareness. What a great morning. Not sure what happened to LinkedIn, but if you were on YouTube, you didn't miss a trick. Didn't matter. Boom. Didn't matter. 
Um, y'all have a great day. Make it a terrific Tuesday. It already is. You can make a difference. You can get on the ball. You can get down to business. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. Friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down. Let's get down to business. Let's get down. Let's get down to business. Give you one more night. One more night.